All right, when I say the word Christmas, what feelings or thoughts come to mind? When I think of the word Christmas, I think of lights and colors and cookies and warm memories, hanging out with my kids and having a great time. I'm not a big shopper at Christmas time, and I, I hate trying to figure out what to buy for people. When I think of Christmas, I think of joy and happiness and snowflakes. So I just got married, so right now for Christmas, I'm thinking about how to balance each side of the family, spending time with my new husband's family and my family, because we're both very close to our families, and that's important to us. Well, when I think of Christmas, I feel, frankly, tired. (laughs) I don't know why that is. I'm John Fuller, and thanks for joining us for the Christmas Stories podcast. Today, we'll be talking about how the Nativity Story can give you hope no matter how tired you are or where you find yourself. Along with me are my Focus colleagues, Diane Angolia and Lisa Anderson. And there are so many things about the original Nativity story that can still encourage me. I think about Joseph's faithfulness and Mary's acceptance of the angel's message and so many different aspects to the story. How about uh, you, Lisa and Diane? I would say for me, it's the angels appearing to the shepherds. That's what I, think, I was going to say. Oh, I stole it from you. <laughs> you just did. the whole idea that God picked them. And it's a reminder to me of just the gospel is for average folks mm. like me. And mm. I love that. I love, too, that the you can imagine the sky was completely black except for the stars that must have been brilliant at that time. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, a host of angels show up. And it just makes me realize they're still around me. There's a host of angels rejoicing over what God's doing in my life. I love the energy and enthusiasm, and I'm going to be thinking about that as we head into Christmas. I look up in the sky, I'm going to be just picturing what what it was like for those heavenly host to be there appearing to the shepherds. Hopefully it'll get reenacted in heaven for us. Uh, That would be nice. I'd like to see it. I would too. Well, we're going to hear part of a drama called Nine Months in Nazareth, which is a powerful telling about the events leading up to the birth of Jesus and Having spoken a little bit here in the episode, you might hear Diane's voice in this drama. Let's go ahead and listen in. All I knew when I walked into that cold, dark stable was that something remarkable was about to happen. I didn't know about the miracles that had already taken place. I didn't know that everything I had been told had already come true. And I certainly didn't know that I was walking into the middle of a love story. But I was. A story of love so unconditional and so blessed of Adonai that it filled that stable with warmth and touched everyone who entered. Good. I am Eliezer, a shepherd in the hill country near Bethlehem. The night we heard the good news and angels sang praises to Adonai might have been the beginning of the story for us. But for this young mother and her proud husband, it had all begun nine months before. As this story unfolded, I could only wonder what fears and doubts had they faced? What questions did they ask? How did Adonai reveal himself and his plan? To them. Miriam! Miriam! Yes? I am here. I got a little extra water for Tamar. Oh. Oh, so you could give her a bath. 
And don't you need one, little monkey. All right, all right. Now hurry. He'll be here any minute. I know. I'm almost ready. Almost ready. Child, look at you. Now ask Anna to fix your hair. Oh. And you can wear my blue sari. <laughs> oh, Ima. Yosef loves me no matter what I look like. Oh, I know, my daughter. Yosef is a good man. Your father and I are very much pleased by the match. And that pleases me. Oh, Adonai has mm. smiled on our family. A man of the house of David. Uh, they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any, any good, good thing. thing. Yes, <laughs> and you are a good thing, but it won't hurt you to fix your hair and wipe the dust uh, off your feet. <laughs> now, now, be quick about it. Yes, Eva. Our home is almost ready. I think you will like the changes I have made. Oh, I'm sure I will. I look forward to making a home with you, Yosef. As do I. Uh, your little sister Tamar is growing quickly. Soon she will be as big as me. Oh, not likely. Ima huh. says you are the tallest man in Galilee. Oh, is that what she says? In stature and in character. I see. <laughs> and what does Miriam say? Miriam says a year is far too long for an engagement. Huh. Three months would be plenty of time. <laughs> you will surely set the tongues wagging with that kind of talk. <laughs> Nonsense. We're already legally betrothed. But I, I am glad for this time of engagement, while I am purified and show the world that I belong to you, <sighs> and while you prepare our home. The time will pass quickly, Miri. You'll see. Soon we'll have a house full of children <laughs> for you to boss around. <laughs> Yosef, I am not bossy. Oh. You take that back. Oh, so you're telling me what to do <laughs> too, are you? I see I'll have to have a firm hand with my young wife. No, no never. I am your humble servant. <sighs> and I am yours. Together we will serve Adonai yes. and bless him with our lives. I already feel blessed, for I see a beautiful future in your eyes. Uh, uh, come, my beloved, I will walk you home. conceive and bear a son, and you must name him Yeshua. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. How can this be, since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the child will be holy and will be called Son of God. Know this too. Your kinswoman, Elisheva, 
in her old age has herself conceived a son. And she whom people called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible to God. I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. Oh, Adam, oh, what shall I do now? I am overcome. How can I tell my family? Oh, oh, how can I tell Yosef? I will go to Elisheva. Even today I will hurry to her, for she is full of the wisdom of the Most High. I'm sorry, Yosef, but my daughter is not here. Not here? Oh, where has she gone? She's gone to the hill country to visit her cousin Elisheva. Oh, but when did this happen? Uh, overnight? I just spoke to her just a week ago. It was very sudden, but Miriam has always treasured her cousin's counsel. I suspect she went to her for marital advice. <laughs> oh, but alone? In a country at war. It's too dangerous. The Romans uh, are... Uh, do not fear, Yosef. She went with her uncle and his family yes. who are also making the journey. She is quite safe. Mm -hmm. oh, of course. I know you watch over your family, Eli. Mm -hmm. Oh, Can you tell me how long she'll be away? Oh, it is a long trip. We don't expect her back for several months. <sighs> Just in time for the wedding, I imagine. We'll let you know as soon as she returns, my son. Oh, your love for her is strong, Yosef. It will survive this separation, and I think be even stronger for it. Ah, uh, yes, yes, you are right. I will wait for her return. Elisheva? Elisheva? It's cousin Miriam. Oh, Miriam. Oh, Oh, you are blessed by Adonai above all other women. And your child is blessed. What an honor this is that the mother of my Lord should visit me. Then you know it's true. Yes. But how? I don't... When you came in and greeted me, my baby jumped for oh. joy the instant I heard your voice. I find great comfort in this. Adonai is to be praised, for he led me here. To you, yes. he knew I needed your counsel and your encouragement. You are blessed, Miriam, mm. because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has blessed us both beyond what we could ever yes. have imagined. And yet, I feel so unworthy. What if I fail? Oh, child, child. Adonai would not have chosen you if he didn't think you could do it. And you have Yosef. Yes, Yosef. He is a good man, but he is also a righteous man. And may doubt this child is of Adonai. What if he decides to set aside our engagement? Can I raise the Holy One's son alone? You will never be alone, little one. He will continue to do great things for you. You must trust him. Yes. For I know the plans I have for you, mm. declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. 
plans to give you hope and a future. Yes. And then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Yes, there, you see? Atona has already given you all the wisdom you will ever need. He has given us his word. And now he will fulfill it with the coming of his son. your sister. Is it Miriam? She has returned from Elishivas. You must come at once. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, let us hurry. Oh, has it really been three months since I've seen her? Has she changed at all? A little. Oh, does she love me still? Oh, come, Simon, for I long to see my bride. Yes, yes. Miriam! Miriam! Hi! Oh, Good oh. afternoon, Yosef. Uh, perhaps you should sit down, my son. Oh, but, but, but I don't understand. Miriam, did you put on a little weight while you were away? A little, yes. Uh, please, Yosef, sit down. No, 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 I want to know what's going on. And you will. You have every right to know. Yosef, I am with child. What? It is a miracle. Adonaius smiled on our family and blessed our mother's womb. Smiled? Blessed? Is this why you ran away? No. To, to hide your shame? Uh, oh. No, Yosef. There is no shame here. This child is of God. Yes. Oh, how can I believe that? Oh, Miriam, my heart tells me that you love only me. But my mind remembers how quickly you left and everything I see before me. And I am filled with doubt. Oh, I do love only you, Yosef. But Adonai has chosen me to carry his son. No, no, it cannot be. It is yours. I need time to think and to pray. I will seek Adonai's guidance and return with my decision. Imagine being Joseph or Mary in that situation with so many unanswered questions. But even as they were so uncertain, God was working a miracle. And you might be wondering, how does this apply to me today? Well, let's go ahead and turn a corner and hear from author and Bible teacher Liz Curtis Higgs, who does share some great perspectives. Well, today in our short time together, I'm really excited to speak to you about two different women in the Bible from different ages and different stages. They had a really unusual thing in common. They were both pregnant by surprise. The first, Elizabeth, wife of a priest named Zechariah. Now, they were very righteous people. You know these people. These are those good folks at church. They've been there forever. Every time the door is open, they're there. They do everything right, but, the Bible says, but, Luke 1, 7. I always pay attention to the buts of the Bible. They're important. Some are bigger than others, but I... uh, (laughs) Well, I did think about writing a book called Big Buts of the Bible. I really... Well... I thought about being known as the author of Bad Girls and Big Butts, and I decided to just let that go. 
we're just not going to go down that road. But, the Bible says, in comparison, in contrast, they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. So this is like a triple whammy. They don't have kids, they can't have kids, and they're old. Oh, doesn't your heart just break for this righteous couple? So Zechariah has drawn lots and he is going to get to go into the holy place to light the incense and pray. Priests were lucky if they got to do this once in a lifetime, so it was a big deal. There he is standing before the altar when suddenly the angel Gabriel shows up. He said what angels in the New Testament usually say. Don't be afraid, fear not. Zechariah. Now that would be the scary part. Fear not, I know your name would be scary. And you know, Zechariah had every reason in the world to be nervous It's been a quiet 400 years since we've had any prophets or any angelic appearances. It's been quiet on the heavenly front. And now here's an angel. Look what he says. Your prayer has been heard. Now, I suspect Zechariah prayed a lot of things, but what would have been the one prayer of his heart? A son, a son, your prayer has been heard. Don't you sometimes wonder when you pray, God, are you listening? Don't you hear? Yes, he does. Your prayer, guaranteed, has been heard. And he says, your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. So not only has your prayer been heard, it will be answered. And I love this part. You're to call him John. So none of that business about what should we call the kid. It's decided for them. Isn't that fabulous? You're going to call him John. We know him as John the Baptist. Then Gabriel tells him all this amazing stuff about his son. People will rejoice because of his birth. He'll be great in the sight of the Lord. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he's born. And Zechariah's response should have been, wow. Or at least thank you or praise God or something. He says, how can I be sure of this? (laughs) Well, he's an angel. And Gabriel stands in the presence of the Almighty, so I think he's fairly trustworthy. How can I be sure of this? See, he doesn't believe it can be done. He wants... (gasps) proof. How can I be sure? And he explains his two big reasons to doubt. I'm an old man, and my wife is, this is so gentle, so well-worded, well well along in years. Isn't that wonderful? It's just, guys, you need to remember that phrase, well along in years. Do you know the LRV on this? Do you have that translation in your bookstore? LRV, Lizzie Revised Version. (laughs) My old lady is an old lady is what he's saying. See, from his point of view, this would be impossible. Even Gabriel the angel saying it, even this promise from heaven, he isn't buying it because he doesn't believe. And if we're honest, when we pray, we don't always pray believing either. We say, Lord, will you please do this? But in our hearts, we're saying, I'm not sure you can, but I hope you will, but I'm really not sure you can. 
my prayers are sometimes filled with unbelief. You would think Zechariah would think back to another couple in the Old Testament in the same situation. Older man, older woman, no baby. Abraham and Sarah. It was going to take a miracle. You'd think he'd remember that one. When the Lord told Abraham that Sarah was going to have a baby, the narrator of the biblical story reminds us, I love this, Sarah was past the age of childbearing. Also translated, cease to be with Sarah after the manner of women. In other words, she was post, post, post menopause. Her eggs were cooked. It was done. It was not going to happen. Conception just wouldn't be difficult with Sarah. It would be biologically impossible. God loves the impossible. God's just getting started when you start with the impossible. And, of course, when Sarah overheard the good news, she laughed to herself. (laughs) After I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? The Bible is so subtle, so tasteful, but we can read between the lines on this one. Will I now have this pleasure? I'm impressed she laughed. I think I might have screamed. It's amazing. I'm 89, he's 99. Wow. Then God said to Abraham, but really for Sarah's benefit, is anything too hard for the Lord? It's a rhetorical question. The answer is, of course, nothing. One too hard for Sarah, she gave birth at 90, and she said, God has brought me laughter. Oh, that's so true in so many ways. Isaac, of course, means he laughs, but more than that, God has restored Sarah's joy. I've always pictured her with an AARP card in one hand and a pacifier in the other, just (laughs) shouting out to anybody who would listen, God can do anything, nothing is impossible for God. Well, just like Sarah, Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, conceived. And of course, because he did not believe, he didn't talk for the whole of her pregnancy. A mercy from God. You know, I've had times when I've wondered where God was in the midst of something impossible in my life. And so I can't even imagine five months or nine months of something that's just, how is God ever going to work through this? And can I really believe him and trust him and wait for him to give me the answer that I have been longing for and not knowing for sure whether or not he's going to answer the way I want him to? Mm. Yeah. And it's so weird to think, I mean, now knowing this story so well, it seems so normal to us, mm. but hindsight is twenty twenty. of like, this was an extraordinary mm-hmm. circumstance with an ordinary woman. And it's like, wow, you know, how would I have responded? Mm-hmm. It's neat to put yourself in it. I appreciate what you're saying, ladies, because there is a freshness here. If you can just get into what was actually happening and be reminded that nobody was expecting this. Mm-hmm. We, they didn't have a template to go off of. They couldn't just pull up the scriptures and say, what do we do now that the Messiah has come? Mm-hmm. None of that. So a good reminder. And I hope that as a listener, you're going to take away a freshness and a new appreciation for the scripture and the story of Jesus' entrance into this world. That's what the Advent season is all about, is remembering and preparing our hearts and focus on the family has 
A lot of great resources for you to do that online. We've got our Adventures in Odyssey Activity Advent Calendar, which provides daily activities for you and your kids to do together and ideas from favorite Odyssey characters like Wit, Eugene, Connie, and Wooten. We also have a weekly activities calendar called Season of Hope. You can get that download and find other resources at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Christmas Stories. Well, next time on the Christmas Stories podcast, you'll hear the rest of the nine months in Nazareth story and more great insights from Liz Curtis Higgs. For now, on behalf of Lisa Anderson, Diane Angolia, and all of us here at Focus on the Family, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Christmas Stories podcast. Thank you.